Welcome back to our listeners for episode two of the Change Cultivators podcast, where we will be looking at layering the groundwork for truly embracing disruption. What is at the core? I'm Rosen Boyer, and I am a reputation brand and change management specialist, and I'm here with my co-host, Patrick Fitzmaurice. And I am delighted to be here with you, Roz. It's going to be a, an exciting conversation and an important one. And, and yes, I am Patrick Fitzmaurice. I run a change activation firm called Caterpillar Farm. And we are really excited to explore the space of change activation and helping listeners dig into the topic. So I think this layering the groundwork is a critical foundational topic for us to talk about with the group. In episode one, we touched on the question everyone is asking, will this constant sea of change ever slow down? And Patrick and I looked at the many facets that an organization needs to nurture in order to effectively manage this constant change. One of the key areas we agreed was people and culture. It's probably the most important element to get right in driving successful change. Because without people, you have no company. Without the people believing and moving in the same direction, you have no progress and ultimately no business. Patrick, what are your thoughts, you know, further to our, our discussions in this area on the role that the people and culture element play in activating the successful change and activation in companies? Yeah, Roz, I think it's critically important for our listeners to kind of get inside our heads a little bit because it's really going to come through and how we invite guests and how we have a conversation. And the people and culture dimension of organizational change activation is really critical, as you said. Businesses are people, right? They are constructed of people and getting the people to believe in change and act differently in an environment of change is really important. But disruption, which we've talked about a couple of times uh, offline, is this notion of what's happening external to a company that is actually making them have to be different. And that's unsettling. And it's certainly unsettling for people. And culture is a difficult word for a lot of companies because it's hard to touch culture, right? You know, there's a famous, you know, the famous quote that, you know, culture eats strategy for lunch, right? And it's this notion of culture is the real rock of how organizations, particularly larger organizations, operate. Um, but disruption impacts culture um, and leaders have to, in times of disruption and crisis, make some choices and drive new behaviors and new transformational changes across their organization for lots of key reasons. And many of them are because their legacy systems will not allow them to operate and thrive in this new environment. So disruptions are external. Legacy systems are not really working. And so you'll change processes. You'll change how you want people to plan and cadences of planning and timing and strategies. But if you're not enabling the people to execute those, it's really, really important. So not only does a leader in time of disruption have to make these decisions, but it's critically important to bring the team along. You have to create belief in the change to drive people to action in the change. And that continuum of bringing populations of people in the organization along is an often overlooked piece of change activation. The change management literature will talk about it a lot, but to really be rapid and nimble and reinforce that change and reinforce communication to stakeholders in the organization, to get them to believe they have to be different and understand how they need to act differently, that's a critical, important piece. And I know it's one we'll kind of thread through a lot of our discussions with great change leaders. Yeah, Patrick, I can't agree with you more. I think, you know, organizations need to get their people into the right mindset um, of a culture of constant change. You know, it's not a, a, a destination. It's a, it's a journey. It's a culture. 
you know, every success story we've seen is really a, a narration of constant adaption, revision and change. And that has to be built into the thread of the company. You know, I think this doesn't only apply to organizations per se. It could also be individuals. You know, if we look at artists, for example, I think there's so many stories out there, um, you know, of constant personal reinvention. You know, individuals that stand still will soon be forgotten. Um, and it's the companies and the people that are going to really drive this mindset that are going to be the most successful. And, you know, it's also where does that direction come from? It has to be set at the top. You know, it has to be set by the CEO and not only theoretically, you know, but, you know, the, the CEO can't just go out with a, with a nice uh, memo to the company and, and you know, an quarterly all-hands call. It's really, you know, how are they structuring this cultural uh, change mindset, you know, are they, you know, building it into rewards programs, incentives? How does the the CEO address the company? Um, you know, the list goes on, uh, and it really is people at the heart of this successful change activation, and all the pieces fit around that to make it successful. And I suppose also, you know, one thing you and I have discussed is once the culture set at the top, how do you? manage bottom-up change you know there's a real art in bottom-up change management uh, which is in itself is a is a whole different dimension you know a good leader sets the culture and then lets their team own and drive it and you know I was lucky enough uh, to spend some time in the Galapagos Islands a few years ago um, and I think it, just to see firsthand a lot of the work Charles Darwin did and, and really just bring that to, to life. And one of the things he said, and, you know, I saw it in my time, there was it's not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive, but it's those who can manage change, you know, and you need that type of leadership and that type of team if you want to stand the test of time and be, you know, ahead of the game. And you hit a really critical word there, Roz, this notion of leadership in times of change, right? And leadership is critically important. Um, and the basic fact is most leaders of work teams didn't learn how to be change activators. It's just not something that gets covered in, you know, business school curriculums or grad school curriculums or however you ended up in that particular role. It's just not something that happens. And it's critically important, particularly in times of rapid disruption, which we have been in and we are in even more and we will continue to be in. And I don't care what industry vertical you participate in or what your job role is. You're as a as a person in an organization and a leader of team you actually have to be a change activator. It's it's not an optional thing in a world of disruption. But the fact is you haven't been taught how to do that. And part of the promise of this podcast series is to help people explore that and get better at it, right? How do we think as a change activator? When we founded uh, the Caterpillar Farm, my consulting firm several years ago, um, A, the reason we named it Caterpillar Farm is this notion of saying, what in nature, towards your Darwin point, goes through some transformational change? And so we took the analogy of Caterpillar to Butterfly and said, we can help companies envision their butterfly and figure out the transformative the process that happens during metamorphosis to help them get there. And when I presented that to a bunch of our clients early on, um, I said, look, so that's really fascinating, right? The, the, the problem that you have as an organization is, uh, frankly, a Caterpillar only transforms once you as an organization actually have to do that repeatedly, right? You can't just say, whoop, 
transform once, let's well, good. We're a butterfly now, right? Because a butterfly is just going to die. Organizations can't change once and die. You mentioned the word ongoing change and cultural, the mindset of change. It's critically important. And so as a leader in times of change, you've got to instill that culture. You have to have to create a vision of what this change should mean to the organization. And you've got to create a sense of urgency around it, right? There's just ways to think about saying, I've got to constantly be driving my teams to understand the disruption, process disruption, figure out how to go compete in that world of disruption and win in that world of disruption and be able to kind of make them do it again and again. And so it's a really hard task for a leader. And again, I repeat, people don't learn it that way. And so uh, it's why I'm delighted to explore these uh, with these great business leaders with you on this podcast, because I know I'll continue to learn things from great business leaders who have done transformational work in companies and continue to do it. So uh, it's an exciting time for us to kind of think about giving some tips and tricks to our audience to help them be a better activator of change. Yes. I think that sense of urgency you speak about is, is super important. And it's, you know, there's two different elements of the urgency. It's what's in front of us today, but also, you know, what is a clear vision of what it's going to look like after the change and after this disruption. And um, again, this is a the skill uh, leaders of today have to have, you know, and that is I'm focusing my team on what's in front of us right now, you know, next month and next year. But some of the best leaders and CEOs I've worked with, you know, uh, in-house and, and through currency consultancy is though that those that have carved out time to not only lead for today, you know, they are the leaders that, you know, block themselves off from the business for 30% of their time planning ahead. You know, they're planning the next, you know, four to, to six years. You know, I want to say 10 years. No one plans for 10 years anymore because it's just right. so, you know, there's so much change. But it's really those leaders that are going, I need to remove myself from the business. You know, let that urgency be run by my team and let me go look ahead of them. You know, and then it's making sure that that vision is constantly being contextualized and prioritized, you know, in line with the things that the team are doing today, because people aren't going to move forward effectively, you know, if they don't know where they're going to end up. And that really is the leader's role to be able to focus, you know, carve their time out and make sure their people know where they are going. Yeah. And the focus thing is really important, right? Disruption can be really, really um, frustrating to deal with because it's not giving you a clear vision of what's happening. And it's incumbent upon a leader to make sense of the disruption. Um, and so, you know, that's the space of change management and you know, change management. And we'll, we'll use that term a lot. Um, I'm not a fan, right? Because most people, when you say change management says, well, I'm going to define a change and I'm going to drive through a change. And the, the big consulting per companies do great jobs of having change management products practices. And so oftentimes leaders think I'll get a company to help me do change management. When change activation is much more tangible, it's the second part of our name, Caterpillar Farm. It's how to cultivate ongoing change. And every leader needs to be able to do that. And so towards your point, it's this notion of saying a leader has to make sense of the disruption that's happening to them right? And you actually aren't going to solve for the disruption. And we have some models that we use in our work to say, you got to prioritize the disruptions and say, what is the biggest thing that will impact my business and the results that I hope to get? And then the biggest shift is to taking external disruptions and saying, 
okay, what is the internal barrier that's going to prevent me from act acting the right way? So you make a list of disruptions and you'll be able to kind of put those together. And we do this in workshops with lots of clients. You prioritize these disruptions and then you pull them apart and say, what is the internal organizational barrier that's going to get in the way of us doing that? And so there's a formulaic way to do this, but leaders have to pick the barriers. You know, you have to be really clear. The biggest barrier that's going to prevent me, for instance, is I don't, I'm not applying the right technology to empower my people to be more productive. Cool. Go tackle that. Or the biggest barrier is my product offering set is not going to actually connect with where consumers are going. Cool. Go solve that. Uh, it's incumbent upon a leader to process the external disruption and really crystallize the internal barriers that are not going to allow them to capitalize on the direction, the strategy that they want to lay forward. And so um, there's ways to do it, right? Um, there's tons of literature from a change management standpoint. We've borrowed a lot of tools from you know the works of Cotter and the works of Lean Change Management, et cetera. And we can link to some of those in the, in the show notes uh, as a resource for our listeners. But the key takeaway, and I know this is one thing we'll explore with each one of our guests, is to get really clear on the how. How did they clarify what the right disruptors were? And how did they determine the internal barriers to focus on? And then how did they rally their teams to do some transformative work to be able to kind of get their organization or their work team to a different place? It's, it's not easy, but it is something that can actually be taught. And it is something that you can help a leader get better and better at over time. Yeah, and once the leaders really um, focused, you know, the, the team's attention, you know, moved away the barriers, focused on the opportunities, you know, coming from a communications background, I'm, you know, the biggest advocate for communicating properly because we spend so much time with the top of the business, you know, they can spend six months in strategy meetings and shareholder meetings. And, you know, they finally come out going, okay, we've got it. We know what's happening. And then they communicate it to the rest of the company, but the rest of the company's only had, you know, two or three calls or two or three day meetings to figure it out. And they don't come along the journey fast enough because they're coming in and they're being dropped in so fast. So, you know, communication is so important. Um, and I consult to, to leaders of companies all the time, Patrick, on the communications front, um, as you do. And the one thing I always advise to them is be very disciplined in following, you know, keeping your internal and external messages clear and consistent. Communicate regularly. Repeat your messages. Don't tell your team 10 things. Tell them three times. Tell them three things, but tell them those three things five times because they need to come on that journey with you. And, you know, be as open and honest as you can in your communication. And when you can't tell people things, tell them you can't. Tell them you don't know, but communicate. Don't leave people hanging because change is a time of uncertainty for everyone you know people inherently don't like change so don't add that anxiety in there where you know they they're not being communicated they don't know what's going on they're not being given the tools and resources to to take um you know the objectives forward and and to drive them and you know another element really is the the role of social media you know communication spreads like wildfire today and leaders have to be in control of their messages. Otherwise, the market or the internal buzz is going to control the message for the leader. And, you know, that's really a, a disastrous place to be in when you're trying to manage fast pace change and, and turnarounds. 
Yeah, and and your 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 focus on communication is just so cool for us as we have these conversations with leaders, um, and so critical. Um, uh, two two reference points there. Um, there's a great body of work on the academic side of the of the world in in, in universities, and if, if I can find it where it is, again we can put it in the show notes. Um, but it was an academic study on studying change, and what the takeaway for me from that study was the finding that in times of change, you have to communicate the change you want and the change you desire a factor of 10 times of what you're currently communicating. And I've yeah. said this to leaders as we work on things and they're like, well, no, we already put out this and we already put it this. And I'd say, look, all, all I can tell you is the academic research would tell you, you need to do what you're doing times 10 because you got to bring people through this change curve of understanding that. And we've got to move them from awareness to change to, to unawareness of change to awareness of change to kind of being an advocate for the change, really believing in the change and then acting differently. And so there's a ton of yeah. research that this 10x thing is critically, critically yeah. important. And I know you see that in your work. Yeah, I was just going to say that research is 100%. I see this all the time. I mean, one of the things um, we do a lot is we media train, you know, business leaders to talk in front of journalists who are the you know, most, uh, the hardest audience to right. address. And, and one of the things, you know, I always say, and it's a basic principle in, in message delivery is do not tell somebody, you know, and I said this earlier, 10 things once, tell them three things 10 times and just exactly. keep repeating them because people only have the ability to take so much in. And, you know, when you're in a, a, a job and things are all up in the air and things are changing, your mind is covering 50 different things. So if you get a message once from a leader, you've forgotten it by tomorrow. You know, you've got to see it constantly to really get it to start building into the thread of, of the dialogue internally, the culture, the understanding. And, you know, as we know, a lot of, of, of leadership teams, you know, I'm, I'm generalizing now, but communication is not their favorite thing, you know, and it's really something leaders of today have to push themselves out of their boundaries, you know, and as you say, that 10x factor is, is really a reality now. Yeah. And, you know, there was some some recent article in Harvard Business Review um, that I think our listeners would find interesting as well. Um, and it really is related to the current biggest disruption that we face in all over the world, which is the impacts of, of COVID-19 and the pandemic and the, the associated economic crisis that many countries find themselves in. And it really boiled down to everything that you just said. What's instinctively in times of change as leaders, as professionals, we're somewhat taught, hey, let's wait for more information, right? Let's like make sure we don't hype the threat too much. Let's kind of minimize that. You know, let's make sure we're kind of talking about our actions more clearly and let's kind of hold the steady course, right? And in times of the type of disruptive change that we're in, those are actually the four worst things to do, right? Um, a leader needs to act with urgency. They need to communicate with transparency and authenticity. They need to take responsibility and kind of solve these problems. And they need to engage in constant, constant updating because you're only as good as your message was a week ago and, the, and, and it's not resonating. So as we get a chance to explore with these great leaders, Roz, um, I just think there's gonna be so many nuggets that we're gonna be able yeah. to, to bring our audiences with. And I know we've got some great people 
people coming up. We've got execs from Adobe. We've got a decks from Tata Communications. We've got some great creativity and innovation speakers who have done wonderful things at companies like Disney. Uh, we have a slate of, of guests who will continue to build out and explore this space. And I am really excited to explore it with you, Roz, and kind of dig in and continue to give our listeners these nuggets, these little gems, with the promise of helping each and every one of our listeners take something away to make them a better activator of change. It's gonna be a really fun journey.